0: Welcome back to the Lovers of CSL podcast. Once again, I am Kyle, your host and the main, main man of the show. <laughs> uh, I just love to give my fiance a hard time because she's not real talkative on the podcast. She gets a little, I think she gets a little shy or she just doesn't know how to do it. Uh, we all don't know what we're doing, so it doesn't really matter uh what is today today is october 17th it is 11 a.m i just wanted to do a couple quick shout outs again to myself follow us on tiktok the lovers of csl follow us on youtube the lovers of csl and if you want to follow me on instagram that's fine but that's not uh my fiance's and i um instagram it's basically my own instagram it's also called the lovers of csl um, so uh today i'm gonna get into a little bit about the music uh what's been going on lately. I've been watching these interviews with um the rapper singer Takashi six nine Now you know he's trying to make it a cool thing to go and tell on people. <sighs> I can't agree with that, you know. It's it's a baseline code that that's something that you never ever do. You never rat people out. Now I do agree that if you're facing 47 years and you're bad mouthing Takashi, saying oh he should have he should have done the 47, you really can't say that unless you're sitting in the seat. You know, of course we're all gonna say we're not gonna talk, we're not gonna talk. But we actually never been in that situation, and maybe there is some people that have and they did keep quiet. You know. I tip my hat off to him because that that's truly an amazing thing, you know. I mean, that's that's definitely a man of his word. And there are people that are like that, especially the old school cats. Um, like I said, I hope to God I'm never in that kind of situation ever. I mean, I don't do anything illegal, so I I hope to God nothing happens to where I have to be in that kind of situation. So I do agree with, you know, he he's telling people you don't have... You shouldn't talk unless you've been there So I do agree with that But you can't make it a cool thing to go and tell on people I guess his new album's called Tattertale It's like, come on, man You know, the, that's one thing I grew up doing Is that you, you don't rat I mean, my grandmother would say Do not tell on people My, my mother would say don't tell on people it's, it's just something that our family, our neighborhood Everything grew up doing Now, I wasn't raised in a horrible, horrible neighborhood. I wouldn't say it was the ghetto. It was middle class, don't get me wrong. And it wasn't the friendliest, you know, we definitely had our share of fights, you know, we definitely had to share our gangs and drugs, but we still grew up there. My first 18 years of my life, I lived in the same house. So, you know, by the time I was eight, nine years old, the entire neighborhood, you know, knew each other. You know, we all grew up there together so it's it's just pretty crazy when you're best friends with somebody you find out their secrets and everything like that and then you go and rat right on them but i never been in his situation you know it turned out turned out that his best friend was banging his girl uh they were stealing his money so it's just like you know why why protect him i guess in a way you know but I was always taught never rat, even on your worst enemy. You never ever rat, you know. If he's ta if he's banging your girl and taking your money, you just need to go after and fist up, you know. Go scrap. If you lose, you know, pick up a bat. <laughs> you know, that's how I was taught. You know, I'm not saying for people to go out and do that. Don't, don't do that. You know, we want it to be violent free, but it's just something that. I don't agree with, you know, definitely going and attacking, you know, ratting on people, you know, it's, it's just not okay. Because you never know, he would have probably never been as big if it wasn't for them. You know, I don't know much about the Trayway history. Um, there's no Trayway that I know of here in Vegas. Uh, here in Vegas, what we have is like, um, we have our share of Crips, especially in Northtown You know, we got the Sixos we got Donna Street. Uh, we also have our share of bloods, uh, Gerson Park, uh, you know, we, we, we have our share of gangs, you know, and then we have the essays on 18th street, 28th street, you know, all, all over the city. And it's actually getting worse, I guess you could say, because when I was a kid, it was just really the east side, the far east that was bad. And it seems like it's going all the way up into Summerlin, you know, there's break-ins all the time, burglaries, robberies, um, fights uh rape you know murder and it's just getting horrible you know and <clears throat> excuse me i apologize so nowadays it's like everybody has to be protected you know i mean I, I tell my fiance all the time to take her gun with her everywhere she goes i mean you just never know what can happen and i think a lot of it does have to do with drugs when you're getting to a state of mind especially that crystal meth stuff when you're on crystal meth, I've not experiencing crystal meth, I've never done it, but I have seen people on it and they're just so extremely paranoid and they they're just not themselves at all. I don't know why people would even want to be in that kind of state of mind. Like why 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 would you want to feel like that? Always paranoid, crazy. I mean that's just not cool, I don't think. You know? That's why I'm always like this smoke weed. <laughs> So, sorry, I'm smoking a cigarette. Now, I I shouldn't be on a podcast smoking a cigarette, but I'm a smoker. <clears throat> so once again, you know, it's it's just pretty crazy. And I'm watching his interviews and stuff, and I'm just like, man, you know, you 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 you're not really good at what you do. Now he's bad mouthing Snoop Dogg. First off, Snoop Dogg is a hero. I mean that guy's been around since the early, early nineties, back when he was with the death row label. And yeah, he had his share of incidents, you know, back when um his bodyguard, you know, shot and killed somebody in self-defense. But ever since that, if you notice, Snoop Dogg changed his ways. He was into the gangster rap, he was into the gangster life. After that incident, he he totally did a 180. He changed the life and now he's just one of the greatest guys from what i can see in his interviews and what he does the one of the greatest people we have in the in, in our country today you know he's always doing charities for our uh, <clears throat> for Americans and for other countries you know he's always trying to be about peace and love and that's just rare you know i think you know, does uh, the marijuana have a lot to do with it i would say yes because pot is about peace and love don't get me wrong But, you know, he's sitting here bad-mouthing, you know, one of the greatest, one of the, you know, hip-hop veterans that's been around way before Takashi was even, you know, a scratch in his daddy's pants. You should not go and diss someone like Snoop Dogg, especially, you need, one, you always need to respect your elders. I was always taught to respect my elders, and I I was raised to where I had to respect them to the fullest. I was always taught, like, Respect your elders to the fullest. Like, if I, if there was someone older than me named Roger Wilson, I would have to call him Mr. Wilson. If I called him Roger, my mom or my grandmother would respect me in my face. That's just how it was, you know. So, definitely with someone like Snoop Dogg, you you need to respect him. Not just because of him being our elder, but because of the respect he you know, definitely earned, you know, he's been in the game all these years, he's done many, many albums, movies, he's, you know, definitely a great asset to, the, you know, the community, um, he does a lot of, uh, you know, charities, he, he's just a stand-up guy, a great guy all the way around, so someone like Snoop Dogg, I don't even think Tekashi Six 69 is even on his level. You know, I mean, it's just like... I, don't, I couldn't even believe that Snoop Dogg even responded to him saying, you know, don't mess with me. Leave me alone. Because, you know, I don't even think... I think if Six 69 would ever say anything about Eminem, Eminem wouldn't even bother to respond. Like, who the hell are you? You know, I am a big Cottonmouth Kings fan. Um, I'm a big Eminem fan. Snoop, Dre, you know. Uh, I also like rock. I like all kinds of music. But, um... Codmouth Kings are an underground label uh, Underground Artists as well And they um, They actually made a diss song to Eminem And Eminem didn't even respond Like who who, I don't even know who they are I don't even know if he heard the track You know it's just There's a certain level Of artists that you are at Yes Codmouth Kings They sold some albums They had some great shows They did it You know a lot for a long time, almost 20 years, but they just didn't have that level, that exposure that Eminem has. You know, if you notice, Eminem's worth millions of dollars. The Kottonmouth Kings, even some most people still don't know who they are. Um, they just never made that kind of money. You know, I've been watching interviews, and the lead one of the lead artists on Kottonmouth Kings, Johnny Richter, he was saying how he had to borrow two, three hundred dollars sometimes from fellow group members. And it's just like, you know, you're, you're touring the country and you're selling out shows. How? Why, why would you not have money? You know, the money comes from your concerts. You're doing sell-out shows. Yeah, you got to split it up between the group, but there should still be some money there. They were uh, even uh, partnered with SRH Clothing, I know something broke out between the owner of SRH Kevin Zinger and uh, Daddy X who was uh Cop Kings uh, basically the lead man when it came to the business and he was Daddy X was also the Cop Mountain Kings manager when they first started out and then Kevin Zinger came along and took over as management Daddy X and Kevin Zinger partnered up and started 7 Noise Records Of course, everybody knows now that that fell apart and the partnership, you know, went down. Daddy X accused Kevin Zinger of sleeping with his wife and, you know, ripping him off of money and millions of dollars for supposedly from what Daddy X says. So I don't know too much detail about that. I do know that Daddy X was trying to sue Kevin Zinger, but I do know now that. D-Loke, Johnny Richter, and St. Dog, who was, he was with Kyle Mouth Kings when they first started. Then he left the group because he went to jail, and I guess they just didn't want to bring him back. But now he's back with the group. Those are the only three members of the group. But D-Loke was involved on the lawsuit with Daddy X trying to sue Subnoise Records, and he ended up, you know, backing out and re-signing with Subnoise. So now, Daddy A or D Loke, Johnny Richter, and Saint Dog are the only Catmout Kings left. Lou Dog's gone. DJ Bobby B's gone. Pakalika passed away. Taxman is no longer there, and Daddy X is no longer there. But they did try to start a, their own label before they re-signed with Subnoise. Uh, Daddy X tried to start a label called United Family Music. And it just didn't, it just didn't go anywhere. You know, SubNoise, at least, you know, they had Big B, they had Dirtball, they had Judge D, they even had um, uh, Saigon. A lot of people don't know who Saigon is. He was even on the HBO TV show Entourage, Um, but he was with uh, SubNoise as well for a little bit. You know, and Kyle Malkin even did some music with Tech Nine, who of course everybody knows who Tech Nine is. To me, Tech Nine is probably if not the best, one of the best rappers of all time. And he has his own label as well. And it's unfortunately that he isn't as more mainstream than what he should be, because Tech Nine should be way up there, you know, with Dr. Dre and Eminem. And uh, Diddy and Biggie, you know, he is that good in my book. You know, I think Tech N9ne is probably one of the best rappers, hands down, to this day. But he doesn't have the cash money that those other artists receive because he is underground. He's not, he's independent label. He's not with, you know, Interscope, Aftermath, Shady, or any other of the major labels. And there's a lot of artists, you know, like that, you know, they all want to do their own label. They'll either sign a label deal with a major studio, with a major label, or they'll just, you know, stick with the underground and do their own thing and just all that. The only good thing about when you're underground and doing your own thing, you have all your rights pretty much. You'll probably have like a little cut deal with a, you know, distributor, but it's your label. And everything like that When you're doing a label deal With a major uh, major uh label Like Interscope Or Bad Boy Or anything like that You know They're definitely Yeah getting their percent They're getting their cut they, They'll have some kind of Ownership over you But they'll still be But yes yeah, Just the same And just a Just a shame You know They deserve more exposure For sure You know They deserve more money For sure They shouldn't have to do So many albums Just to get by When only certain artists. I think Eminem when he became a multi millionaire, he only had like three albums out. People like Comile Kings and Tech Nine, they have, you know, fifteen, ten, fifteen albums out and they're nowhere near that, you know, nowhere near that But anyway, so let's move on. You know, uh again with Takashi Six Nine. I, I would like to interview that guy. You know, I'm gonna try to reach out to uh to him and see if we can get him on the show because I, I want to talk to him. You know, I I know he does interviews with a lot of people, so I want to try to see see what I can do. I'll hit him up on Instagram or Twitter just to be like, look, I, I really want to have a conversation with you because you going around telling people it's okay to go and rat on each other is just just some bullshit to me. You know, it really is. You know, I mean. There's been so many times where, uh, I remember when I was like 16, there was guys that me and my friends did not get along with. And I was actually, long story short, I was running from the cops and I was actually in their neighborhood. And I happened just to run into them. And instead of them either jumping me and turning me over to the cops, they actually hid me, you know. I ran up, there they were, ran around the corner, they knew the cops were coming, and they were like, dude, get in the back to the shed, and I was like, what, I thought it was a setup, they were like, dude, get in the back to the shed, I go back, I go hide in the shed, they had like a little boat back there, and um, I hid inside the boat, and this was in the backyard, not the shed, so, don't want to confuse anyone, and I hid in the boat, and the cops rolled up on them, asking if they seen me. They were like, "No, no, no, no." And then they actually backed the car up to the back of the yard, had me get into the trunk. I could not believe to this day that I actually did it. To this day, I would, I, you know, I for sure would think that they were gonna try to do something. They ended me. They ended up driving me across town to my home, to my area, and dropped me off. You know. And the beef was still on even after that. You know, they really just, you know, when it comes to ratting or anything like that, you, you you always just, you just don't do that. So stop trying to make it a cool thing to rat on somebody because it's not. Now, when you're getting betrayed by the people that, you know, you supposedly love and stuff, I just don't know what I would do in that situation. You know, if someone's banging my girl, stealing my money. I'm about to go to prison for the rest of my life for this person. Why would I protect them? You know, what have they done for me? They they banged my girl. They stole my money. Why would I want to protect them? So I kind of understand where he's coming from right there. You know, I really do. Now, he didn't need to go overboard with it. From what I was told, that he went way overboard. Like, he ratted on people that he didn't even know. You know, he was given too much information where the judge was like, look, you need to stop talking so much. (laughs) That's what I was told. So I wouldn't go there. You know, you never volunteer information, but the people that did me wrong, I would probably, you know, I probably would, probably would not protect them. Um, you know, I'm not going to volunteer information, but I would definitely be like, you know what? You banged my girl. You stole my money. What F you too? Um, especially with me going to prison 47 years, 50 years. Why would I throw my way my life for you that's done nothing but did me wrong? You know? (laughs) Now, if they would have done right by him, I mean, you know, Take care... He should at least take care of their family. He should at least, you know... Make sure their kids and family's okay. You know... But, you know... They did have a history together. He's known their family. You know... He should know the hard times they're going through now... With no income coming in. He should at least... With the money he makes... Take care of the family. You know... I mean... I put your husband... I put your father away for... You know... 20 years... 15 years... Here's... You know... 50,000, here's 100,000 You know, take care of things And that's a lot of money You know, people can do a lot with that So Well, what, what do you guys really think? What would you do If you were facing 50 years in prison? If you were facing 50 years in prison To protect someone that was sleeping with your girl Or your man And stole your money Would you protect them? Or would you go ahead and give them the information that's needed? Ask yourself that, really. You're about to go to away for 50 years. Would you protect that person? Or would you go to prison for 50 years for them? That's going to be it for right now. I appreciate it for all you guys listening in. Um, I have to go play with my daughter. She's in there waiting on me. And I'm an old Luna uh again follow me on tiktok the lovers of csl subscribe to our youtube the lovers of csl and go ahead and follow me on here on spotify the lovers of csl stay loved i love you guys thank you so much for listening it means so, so much to me that you guys are listening to me and i would really love your guys' input so feel free to send me an email have a good day must come to an end. Welcome back to the Lovers of CSL podcast. Once again, I am Kyle, your host and the main main man of the show. <laughs> uh, I just love to give my fiance a hard time because she's not real talkative on the podcast. She gets a little I think she gets a little shy or she just doesn't know how to do it. Uh, we all don't know what we're doing, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, what is today? Today is October 17th. It is 11 a.m. I just wanted to do a couple quick shout-outs. Again, to myself, follow us on TikTok, The Lovers of CSL. Follow us on YouTube, The Lovers of CSL. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's fine, but that's not uh, my fiance's and I. um Instagram. It's basically my own Instagram. It's also called The Lovers of CSL. Um, so uh today i'm gonna get into a little bit about the music uh what's been going on lately. I've been watching these interviews with um the rapper singer Takashi six nine Now you know he's trying to make it a cool thing to go and tell on people. <sighs> I can't agree with that, you know. It's it's a baseline code that that's something that you never ever do. You never rat people out. Now I do agree that if you're facing forty seven years and you're bad mouthing Takashi, saying oh he should have he should have done the forty seven, you really can't say that unless you're sitting in the seat. You know, of course we're all gonna say we're not gonna talk, we're not gonna talk. But we actually never been in that situation, and maybe there is some people that have and they did keep quiet. You know. I tip my hat off to him because that that's truly an amazing thing. You know, I mean, that's that's definitely a man of his word. And there are people that are like that, especially the old school cats. Um, like I said, I hope to God I'm never in that kind of situation ever. I mean, I don't do anything illegal. So I, I hope to God nothing happens to where I have to be in that kind of situation. So I do agree with, you know, he, he's telling people you don't have... You shouldn't talk unless you've been there. So I do agree with that. But you can't make it a cool thing to go and tell on people. I guess his new album's called Tattertale. It's like, come on, man. You know, that's one thing I grew up doing is you you don't rat. I mean, my grandmother would say do not tell on people. My my mother would say don't tell on people. It's, It's just something that our family, our neighborhood, everything grew up doing. Now, I wasn't raised in a horrible, horrible neighborhood. I wouldn't say it was the ghetto. It was middle class, don't get me wrong. And it wasn't the friendliest, you know, we definitely had our share of fights, you know, we definitely had to share our gangs and drugs, but we still grew up there. My first 18 years of my life, I lived in the same house. So, you know, by the time I was eight, nine years old, the entire neighborhood, you know, knew each other. You know, we all grew up there together. So, it's just pretty crazy when you're best friends with somebody, you find out their secrets, and everything like that, and then you go and rat right on them. But i never been in his situation, you know, it turned out that his best friend was banging his girl, uh, they were stealing his money, so it's just like, you know, why, why protect him, I guess, in a way, you know, but... I was always taught never rat even on your worst enemy. You never ever rat, you know. If he's ta if he's banging your girl and taking your money, you just need to go after and fist up, you know. Go scrap. If you lose, you know, pick up a bat. <laughs> you know, that's how I was taught. You know, I'm not saying for people to go out and do that. Don't don't do that. You know, we want it to be violent free, but it's just something that I don't agree with. You know, definitely going and. Attacking you know ratting on people, you know it's it's just not okay because you never know he would have probably never been as big if it wasn't for them. you know, I don't know much about the trayway trayway history um there's no trayway that I know of here in Vegas uh here in Vegas, what we have is like um we have our share of crips, especially in Northtown, you know, we got the Sixos, we got Donna street, uh we also have our share of bloods uh Gerson Park. Uh, you know, we have we we have our share of gangs, you know, and then we have the essays on eighteenth Street, 28th Street, you know, all all over the city. And it's actually getting worse, I guess you could say, because when I was a kid it was just really the east side, the far east that was bad. And it seems like it's going all the way up into Summerland, you know, there's break ins all the time, burglaries, robberies, um, fights, uh rape, you know, murder and it's just getting horrible, you know. And <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. So, nowadays it's like everybody has to be protected, you know. I mean, I I tell my fiance all the time to take her gun with her everywhere she goes. I mean, you just never know what can happen. And I think a lot of it does have to do with drugs when you're getting into a state of mind, especially that crystal meth stuff. When you're on crystal meth, I'm not experiencing crystal meth, I've never done it, but I have seen people on it, and they're just so extremely paranoid, and they, they're just not themselves at all, I don't know why people would even want to be in that kind of state of mind, like why, why, why would you want to feel like they're always paranoid, crazy, I mean that's just not cool, I don't think, you know, that's why I'm always like this, smoke weed, <laughs> So, sorry, I'm smoking a cigarette. Now I shouldn't be on a podcast smoking a cigarette, but I'm a smoker. <clears throat> so, once again, you know, it's just pretty crazy. And I'm watching his interviews and stuff, and I'm just like, man, you know, you, 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 you're not really good at what you do. Now he's bad-mouthing Snoop Dogg. First off, Snoop Dogg is a hero. I mean that guy's been around since the early, early nineties, back when he was with the death row label. And yeah, he had his share of incidents, you know, back when um his bodyguard, you know, shot and killed somebody in self-defense. But ever since that, if you notice, Snoop Dogg changed his ways. He was into the gangster rap, he was into the gangster life. After that incident, he he totally did a 180. He changed the life. And now he's just one of the greatest guys, from what I can see in his interviews and what he does. One of the greatest people we have in the in, in our country today. You know, he's always doing charities for our uh, <clears throat> for Americans and for other countries. You know, he's always trying to be about peace and love, and that's just rare. You know, I think does uh, the marijuana have a lot to do with it? I would say yes, because pot is about peace and love. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, he's sitting here bad mouthing, you know, one of the greatest, one of the, you know, hip hop veterans that's been around w- way before Takashi was even, you know, a scratch in his daddy's pants. You should not go and diss someone like Snoop Dogg, especially, you need one, you always need to respect your elders. I was always taught to respect my elders, and I, I was raised to where I had to respect them to the fullest. I was always taught, like, respect your elders to the fullest like if i if there was someone older than me named roger wilson i would have to call him mr wilson if i called him roger my mom or my grandmother would respect me in my face that's just how it was you know so definitely with someone like snoop dog you you need to respect him not just because of him being our elder but because of the respect he you know definitely earned you know he's been in the game all these years. He's done many, many albums, movies. He's, you know, definitely a great asset to the, you know, the community. Um he does a lot of uh, you know, charities. He he's just a stand-up guy, a great guy all the way around. So someone like Snoop Dogg, I don't even think Takashi Nine is even on his level. You know, I mean, it's just like... I, don't, I couldn't even believe that Snoop Dogg even responded to him saying, you know, don't mess with me. Leave me alone. Because, you know, I don't ever think... I think if Six 69 would ever say anything about Eminem, Eminem wouldn't even bother to respond. Like, who the hell are you? You know, I am a big Mal Kings fan. Um, I'm a big Eminem fan. Snoop, Dre, you know. Uh, I also like rock. I like all kinds of music. But, um... Carmel Kings are an underground label uh underground artists as well and they um they actually made a diss song to Eminem and Eminem didn't even respond like who who, who I don't even know who they are I don't even know if he heard the track you know it's just there's a certain level of artists that you are at yes Carmel Kings they sold some albums they had some great shows they did it you know a lot for a long time, almost 20 years, but they just didn't have that level, that exposure that Eminem has. You know, if you notice, Eminem's worth millions of dollars. The Kyle Mount Kings, most people still don't know who they are. Um, they just never made that kind of money. You know, I've been watching interviews and the lead one of the lead artists on Kyle Kings, Johnny Richter, he was saying how he had to borrow two, $300 Sometimes from fellow group members, and it's just like you know, you're you're touring the country, and you're selling out shows. How? Why? Why would you not have money? You know, the money comes from your concerts. You're doing sellout shows. Yeah, you got to split it up between the group, but there should still be some money there. They were uh, even uh, partnered with SRH Clothing. I know something broke out between the owner of SRH Kevin Zinger and uh Daddy X who was uh Cop Kings uh basically the lead man when it came to the business and he was Daddy X was also the Cop Kings manager when they first started out and then Kevin Zinger came along and took over as management Daddy X and Kevin Zinger partnered up and started 7 Noise Records Of course, everybody knows now that that fell apart. And the partnership, you know, went down. Daddy X accused Kevin Zinger of sleeping with his wife and, you know, ripping him off of money and millions of dollars, supposedly from what Daddy X says. So I don't know too much detail about that. I do know that Daddy X was trying to sue Kevin Zinger. But I do know now that D-Loke, Johnny Richter, and St. Dog, who was, he was with Mouth Kings when they first started, then he left the group because he went to jail, and I guess they just didn't want to bring him back, but now he's back with the group. Those are the only three members of the group, but D-Loke was involved on the lawsuit with Daddy X trying to sue Sub Noise Records, and he ended up... You know, backing out and re-signing with Sub-Noise. So now, Daddy a, or D-Loke, Johnny Richter, and St. Dog are the only Cottonmouth Kings left. Lou dog has gone, DJ Bobby B's gone, Pakalika passed away, Taxman is no longer there, and Daddy X is no longer there. But they did try to start a, their own label before they re-signed with Sub-Noise. Uh, Daddy X tried to start a label called United Family Music. And it just didn't, it just didn't go anywhere. You know, SubNoise, at least, you know, they had Big B, they had Dirtball, they had Judge D, they even had um, uh, Saigon. A lot of people don't know who Saigon is. He was even on the HBO TV show Entourage, Um, but he was with uh, SubNoise as well for a little bit. You know, and Kyle Malcolm even did some music with Tech Nine, who, of course, everybody knows who Tech Nine is. To me, Tech Nine is probably, if not the best, one of the best rappers of all time. And he has his own label as well. And it's unfortunately that he isn't as more mainstream than what he should be, because Tech Nine should be way up there, you know, with Dr. Dre and Eminem and uh, Diddy and. Biggie, you know, he is that good in my book. You know, I think Tech N9ne is probably one of the best rappers, hands down, to this day. But he doesn't have the cash money that those other artists receive because he is underground. He's not, he's independent label. He's not with, you know, Interscope, Aftermath, Shady, or any other of the major labels. And there's a lot of artists, you know, like that, you know, they all want to do their own label. They'll either sign a label deal with a major studio, with a major label, or they'll just, you know, stick with the underground and do their own thing and just all that. The only good thing about when you're underground and doing your own thing, you have all your rights pretty much. You'll probably have like a little cut deal with a, you know, distributor, but it's your label. And everything like that. When you're doing a label deal with a major, uh, major label like Interscope or Bad Boy or anything like that, you know they're definitely yeah getting their percent, they're getting their cut. They they'll have some kind of ownership over you, but they'll still be. But yes, yeah, just the same, and just a just a shame, you know. They deserve more exposure for sure. You know they deserve more money for sure. They shouldn't have to do so many albums just to get by when only certain artists i think eminem when he became a multi-millionaire he only had like three albums out people like kamao kings and tech nine they have you know 15 10 15 albums out and they're nowhere near that you know nowhere near that but anyway so let's move on you know uh again with Six 69 I would like to interview that guy. You know, I'm going to try to reach out to uh to him and see if we can get him on the show. Because I, w- I want to talk to him, you know. I-, I know he does interviews with a lot of people. So, I want to try to see see what I can do. I'll hit him up on Instagram and Twitter just to be like, look, I, I really want to have a conversation with you. Because you going around telling people it's okay to go and rat on each other is just just some bullshit to me. You know, it really is. You know, I mean... There's been so many times where, uh, I remember when I was like 16, there was guys that me and my friends did not get along with. And I was actually, long story short, I was running from the cops and I was actually in their neighborhood. And I happened just to run into them. And instead of them either jumping me and turning me over to the cops, they actually hid me, you know. I ran up, there they were, ran around the corner, they knew the cops were coming, and they were like, dude, get in the back to the shed, and I was like, what, I thought it was a setup, they were like, dude, get in the back to the shed, I go back, I go hide in the shed, they had like a little boat back there, and, um, I hid inside the boat, and, it, this was in the backyard, not the shed, so don't want to confuse anyone. And I hid in the boat. And the cops rolled up on them, asking if they seen me. They were like, "No, no, no, no." And then they actually backed the car up to the back of the yard, had me get into the trunk. I could not believe to this day that I actually did it. To this day, I would, I, you know, I for sure would think that they were gonna try to do something. They ended me. They ended up driving me across town to my home to my area and dropped me off you know and the beef was still on even after that you know they really just you know when it comes to ratting or anything like that you you always just you just don't do that so stop trying to make it a cool thing to rat on somebody because it's not now when you're getting betrayed by the people that you know you supposedly love and stuff i just don't know what i would do in that situation you know if someone's banging my girl, stealing my money, I'm about to go to prison for the rest of my life for this person. Why would I protect them? You know, what have they done for me? They they banged my girl. They stole my money. Why would I want to protect them? So I kind of understand where he's coming from right there. You know, I really do. Now, he didn't need to go overboard with it. From what I was told, that he went way overboard. Like He ratted on people that he didn't even know. You know, he was given too much information where the judge was like, look, you need to stop talking so much. (laughs) That's what I was told. So I wouldn't go there. You know, you never volunteer information, but the people that did me wrong, I would probably, you know, I probably would, probably would not protect them. Um, you know, I'm not going to volunteer information, but I would definitely be like, you know what? You banged my girl. You stole my money. What F you too? Um, especially with me going to prison 47 years, 50 years. Why would I throw my way my life for you that's done nothing but did me wrong? You know, (laughs) now if they would have done right by him, I mean, you know, take care. He should at least take care of their family. He should at least, you know, make sure their kids and family's okay. You know, but, you know, they did have a history together He's known their family, you know, he should know the hard times they're going through now with no income coming in. He should at least, with the money he makes, take care of the family. You know, I mean, I put your husband, I put your father away for, you know, 20 years, 15 years. Here's, you know, 50000 Here's a 100000 you know, take care of things. And that's a lot of money, you know, people can do a lot with that. Uh, so... Well, what what do you guys really think? What would you do if you were facing 50 years in prison? If you were facing 50 years in prison to protect someone that was sleeping with your girl or your man and stole your money, would you protect them? Or would you just go ahead and give them the information that's needed? Ask yourself that, really. You're about to go to away for 50 years. Would you protect that person, or would you go to prison for 50 years for them? That's going to be it for right now. I appreciate it for all you guys listening in. Um, I have to go play with my daughter. She's in there waiting on me, and I'm an old Luna. Uh, again, follow me on TikTok, The Lovers of CSL. Subscribe to our YouTube, The Lovers of CSL. And go ahead and follow me on here on Spotify, The Lovers of CSL stay loved i love you guys thank you so much for listening it means so, so much to me that you guys are listening to me and i would really love your guys' input so feel free to send me an email have a good day